0: This is episode 157, and I'm your host, Miguel. Everything in this episode is fair use, creative commons license.
1: You are listening to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. Good to treat other people the way you would like to be treated yourself. It's like a f- golden rule, and there's a reason for it. And that reason is that we're connected in some strange way that we don't totally understand. Unless you are good to other people around you, unless you're kind and friendly and warm and loving, you're not going to f- enjoy this life. You're just not. You're going to be problems everywhere you go. You're going to have problems everywhere you go. you got to figure out a way to enjoy this life. It's not because of Jesus. It's not because of Moses. It's not because of anybody that may or may not have ever existed. It's because that's how you fit in better in the world. That's how you stay positive. And it doesn't have to be some shit that was written 5,000 years ago on animal skins that doesn't have to be the golden rule because it's old you know that's dumb we need to figure out like now today what what is you know the best way to live your life what is the you know there's got to be ways you can be putting forward the most positive energy I mean we know objectively what's causing pollution we know objectively what's causing birth defects and you know and we're taking in too much chemicals and not enough vitamins we know objectively all this stuff we know how to organize our world and yet we don't do it we know how to Organize our health, and yet very few people do it. We know all these things. The right path to like being like a happy, healthy person is to do all the sh- that we already know you're supposed to do. Take care of your body. Take care of your health. Take care of your mind, your stress, meditate, be kind to people. We all know that. I mean, you ask anybody, they know how to get by and to be the, 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 the most evolved version of you that you can be. I mean, it's not like a, a magical checklist. If you talk to people about it, if you said, okay, here you, you got a person you want to improve them. What are the things that you're going to do to them? Okay, well, if I was a life coach, the first thing I would say is this guy's got to get on a diet that makes him healthy. I don't mean a diet just to lose weight. I mean just healthy foods in your body, m- many, many vegetables. Vegetables, a lot of good, good quality protein, a lot of water, stop the sodas, stop the bullshit. Start working out your body and get a better sense of like how this machine feels when it's moving, it's flowing better, there's less tension in it, your mind feels like relaxed and and you enjoy every single moment of the day better. Step one, everybody knows that step, right? What's step two? Be cool to people, be nice to as many people as you can, smile at as many people as you can, have them smile back at you, tip well when you go to restaurants, just do the most you can. Be as nice as you can. You know, and just still manage to not have people walk all over you just get through this life as nice as you can what else do what you want to do with your life right don't don't go be doing something you don't enjoy don't do something that's don't get locked into you know a, a car that you can't afford and doing something crazy because you need the money don't don't do that do what you want to do do what the f- is it that you really want to do because if someone else is doing it, you can do it you know I mean everybody makes their own path through this world but a lot of people don't follow the path that they really f- feel pulled to, you know? Just for whatever reason, they got negative programming. You know, when they were kids, someone told them they couldn't do it or told them to take the shortcut or, or take the, uh, the, the sure route. That's a, a sad thing, man, when you talk to dudes, especially like talented dudes, and they don't follow up with what they wanna do, you know? A bunch of people that will say, yeah, well, I have a family, so, you know, it's a great idea for you to just go out there and go crazy, I have people to support you need to listen. Stop saying that. Stop saying any of those things. Every single person who has ever done anything worthwhile or exceptional or difficult or extraordinary, anyone, whether it's great artists or authors or mathematicians or whatever the f- it is, everyone encounters difficulties. There is no easy road. It does not exist. It is impossible. Everyone has issues if you have time to pursue a hobby if you have time to do anything in your life You can better yourself and here's one way you never better yourself When you come up with excuses for why other people are successful, and you're not that sh- is f- dangerous when you give yourself an escape Yeah, well that's easy for you to say you know you do this you did you And to tr- trust me? Everybody has a hard road. I wanted to jump out a window several times during my young life I wanted to jump in front of a f- train and just ended it because it's too much pressure. Not really, but you know what I'm saying Theoretically, we all go through hard times. We all go through depression. We all do go through doubt and then moments in your life Where it's really f- difficult and you're trying to figure out what the f- your path is going to be. It's hard as sh- but Stefan and I were talking about this before the podcast starts. That that is what makes you a person, and those difficult moments are what build your character. Show me a great man who's the son of a great man. You know, that's what we're saying. These kids that are born billionaires, you're, f- you're, f- you're never going to be a self-made person. You have a backup trust for your backup trust for your trust, and you're. F- man i'm fascinated by martial arts i'm fascinated by comedy i'm fascinated by many many different things i don't understand when people say they're bored because if i had the time to live a hundred lives i'd be speaking different languages i'd be living in different countries i would i would try a number of different careers because i think there's a lot of unbelievably fascinating puzzling complex things that you could study in this world Mm. That's just me and my personality, but that's a personality also that I've cultivated over years of well, challenges. Well, you like that as a kid too. Well, I was involved in martial arts very early, yeah. and I think that is one of the things that motivated me to uh, explore difficult tasks. Because through difficult tasks, you learn an incredible amount about yourself, and uh, you through through the fire of competition, you get to understand. You get to understand motivation, you get to understand the resistance that you have inside your mind to doing hard work, Mm. you get to understand the rewards of discipline. Like, You don't truly appreciate relaxation unless you've worked hard. Mm. And that is the yin and the yang of life. And I've said this to to the point of people getting sick of it, but (laughs) one of the worst decisions a man can make, I can only speak for men, obviously, um, is to be comfortable. I don't think you should try to be comfortable. I think what you should try to do is try to earn comfort. Mm. And if you if you can get a day off where you you you've worked hard and you've, you've accomplished goals, that day off will be so sweet. When I work hard and I sit in front of the TV, I enjoy the shit out of it. I put my feet <laughs> yeah. up. I have a nice drink. You know, I I enjoy you have one my chairs that nids your back or something I like that. I do have one of those. Do you really? Those are great. They're you know, great, right? Yeah. I don't use it that much though. Honestly, I'm more of a workaholic than I should be probably if, if the, the balance was I probably should relax more than I do But I never feel like I earned it But that's part of the reason why when I do feel like I earned it I can enjoy it. It's because I am more connected to the idea that I need to to accomplish things mm. and to and, in, and it's not, not like for anybody else's benefit other than my own or Anybody else's approval other than my own? I just, when I have a task, whether it's uh, I, today I'm going to write a thousand words, you know, or 2,000 or whatever the number is. If I don't do that, I don't, I'm not, I write things down. Like I'll write down a list of things that get accomplished that day. And if I don't accomplish that, I'll get sick. Like I'll, it'll drive me f- crazy. If yeah. I can't fill out that list, uh, that drives me nuts, you know. But that's what led me to be a championship level martial artist. Mm. That's what led me to achieve the, it's like that. It's the reinforcement of those goals, like understanding that the, you can achieve those goals, it's going to be difficult, you're going to push through the difficulty, and then you're going to understand what difficulty truly is and how much of it is just mental, how much of it is just in your mind, this adversity to, to uh, difficult task or to struggle you know and a lot of people have that they're scared they're scared of of complications they're scared of of failure failure is a big one that people are afraid of but failure is one of the most important things you could ever have as far as like the motivation to do things differently mm. one of the reasons why i think that I'm good at friendships and relationships is because I've failed at them in the past. One of the things that I'm good at comedy is because I've bombed on stage. One of the reasons why I'm good at work is because I've been a sh-worker in the past. And I know the, the feeling of failure, the feeling of uh, of shame, of being like a weak, non-motivated, lazy person. It's a weak feeling. It's mm. a, you don't respect yourself. You know, and I have this phrase that I use all the time to people to, to try to motivate people. I say that, be the hero in your own movie. Pretend that if mm. your life was a movie and your life started now, what would the hero do? What would the person that you respect do? What would the person that you admire, the person that inspires you, what would they do? Well, do that sh- <laughs> And if you do that, you slowly build momentum. you like, today I did what I wanted to do. Today I started a class in yoga. I did this. I did all these things that I was saying I wasn't going to do, and now I feel momentum. And yeah. momentum is a very important thing point in people's lives that's why some folks don't like to take days off because they feel like they're losing momentum and they sort of have to restart the wheel up again after a vacation and there's a lot of folks that live life on a cushy cloud of marshmallows and bullshit and then one day something goes wrong and I mean that's why spoiled kids are so sad like a spoiled young boy is one of the saddest things ever a young boy that becomes a man and can't take care of himself and his dad has to keep on rescuing him his dad has to keep on bailing him out of situations and giving him money I've met guys like that and that is a crippling affliction when they don't have the character themselves to be able to get by in life they constantly need someone to help them and bail them out even as a grown man I've met guys in their 40s that still need help from their parents I'm like what the man you're never gonna get it right because somewhere along the line they didn't face enough of the adversity to realize that there's sometimes you just gotta get up and get done there's sometimes we have to pull yourself up and you have to push forward even if you want to stay in bed and if you don't do that and you just keep calling on your daddy and your daddy keeps rescuing you you never develop those tools you never develop that ability to recognize what you're doing wrong with your life Cause you're you're soft. You got a cushiony. You got a safety net. A safety net for your safety net. Say if you had like a 20 year old and he's just a f- doper, where he wake and bakes and doesn't get anything done. He's just always like hanging out with his friends and playing video games and he's just a f- loser. Yeah. I, I I wish there was a way you could show someone like that. Like I know that you're getting some comfort and satisfaction out of just laying around doing nothing, eating, getting fat, but. Your life would feel better and richer if you had a goal. You chase that goal, you accomplish some things, and you would get this boost of confidence. You get this boost of self-esteem. Like whatever it is that you're into doing, maybe you're into drawing comic books, maybe yeah. you're into uh, by making pottery or sculptures or who, but find whatever the f- that is and pursue that instead of doing nothing. Like the people that are doing nothing, those are the real people. I mean, look, doing something might be as simple as like that Alex Honnold guy. He climbs rocks, but he's world class rock climber. It's something, but and it's also a goal of his, his, and he's also the best at it. Yes, yeah. But those those people who smoke pot all day and do that, those are also the guys who hate on Joe Rogan for being in shape. You know what I'm saying? Or being disciplined? Or get on Kevin Hart's Instagram and hate
0: on? You know what I'm saying? Because they don't. It's it's their own insecurities. I see what you're saying, but I I would assume they would get motivated by seeing other people.
1: Do something with their lives like that should be motivating not yeah but if you grew up if you grew up with losers and you're around a bunch of people with sh- attitudes, especially if it's in your household <clears throat> I was very lucky that uh, both my mom and my stepdad they're not they're not they're the least hater people I've ever met in my life they're just not haters in any way like if someone's doing well they're always like wow look at this guy or like wow look at her yeah, or, "Wow, celebrate. look at him there was never any hate in my house in terms of uh, other people's success. But if you grew up with a dad and your dad's like, yeah, these, all these rich assholes, this, you think she's a badass, and this, you know, these people that look at other people's success and instead of saying, wow, that guy did a lot of work. Like the way, I'm a successful person, but the way I look at Kevin Hart, he exhausts me, you know, or The Rock. Those guys exhaust me. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, I feel lazy next to those guys. Like, they do so much. Like, those guys are so overbearingly ambitious you know but some people they see that and they compare themselves and they don't like it so they just start getting really shit. and it's like a natural feeling to try to chip away at that person the worst people that you know are the people that don't have a good self-judge that yeah. everything they do is awesome yeah those m- never grow anywhere right, right. I mean, that's a huge issue with comedy um when you run into people that have a terrible comedy sets but think they did great like we would always, Greg Fitzsimmons and I would always talk about that with like open micers, like there's people that hear phantom Labs, like they think they're doing great and they have this delusional self-opinion where everything they do is awesome, they don't know why they're not successful already, they don't, don't know why they're not famous. And those people, I believe, I mean in some sort of a weird narcissistic way, you could look at it this way, that those people are there to teach you. This is the consequences of not feeling that awful feeling when you fail I was talking to Burr um, a couple of weeks ago he did a set at the Comedy Store and I saw part of it it was uh, he was killing and then I ran into him in the hallway and uh, I go oh man main room show was great right and he goes yeah I f***ed up at the end though I tried to hang in there too long and the last bit bombed like he was just it was rotten at him that the last bit like he goes I f***ing hung in there too long I should have got off of the bit before that you know like but you know when I was in there he was killing you know but that wasn't in his mind the success was not in his mind. This, the what was like. Okay, whatever that happened at the end, don't f- do that again. Right. You know, it, right. But that's why he's Bill Burr. That's yeah. why he's really good. You're alone with your thoughts. You get an idea of what your thoughts actually are. If you live your life just acting constantly on the momentum of other people's expectations, Ugh. of you wanting to be liked by these other people, you can run into a trap, and you 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 set up a life that you didn't really want. You're. You're, you're, you're trapped in this situation where you have a mortgage, you've got credit card bills, you've got student loans you have to pay, you have a bunch of shit going on that you have to continue to feed. And all that, and especially if you have a family and you have to feed them, oh my goodness. Then you're fully locked in, you can't take any chances whatsoever. And oftentimes people make the mistake of getting stuck. And it is just a tactical mistake, just like it would be a mistake if you got stuck on a video game, just like it would be a mistake if you followed a map incorrectly and you got stuck in the woods. Your life is certainly some sort of a journey. It's certainly some sort of a journey. And we have to all be aware that when we're making journeys, we're not going to always make the right steps. And sometimes you have to back up and try again. And if you're in a position where you can't back up and try again, you've trapped yourself. And the system will set out honeypots for people to get trapped in the system will set out the ideas of retirement the ideas of the golden years providing you benefits providing you a healthy work environment why well because they want people to work for them they don't want people to realize their own dreams and escape But those that's a pain in the ass so you gotta hire more people and train them and they want to set it up so that you stick around Stick around in some sort of an unsatisfying world. It's up to you to see that video game problem, to see that issue as it comes up on the map. No, no, I think this is a right turn to see all the problems that could potentially lay in front of you and calculate your your future. And then also look around all the people that didn't do it and look at the misery that they're in and learn that you don't want to be like them. And then look at the people that are, have kind of m- taken chances and navigated their way. What do they do differently than you? What, what, what objectivity do they have that maybe you lack? What insight into their own mistakes are they willing to delve into that you're not, that you step back and you go, you know, I, don't, don't, I just don't want to look at myself that closely. But the person who's able to look at themselves the closest is going to get the more rational results. One of the things that's causing this funk that people are in is that we're living our lives, many of us at least, in these very unfulfilling ways, where you're going to this office with artificial light and you're doing something you don't want to do all day long, and then you get home and you're tired. And on top of that, you're eating shit. You're eating potato chips and you're drinking soda, and your body is just like, what in the f- is this, we're supposed to be out in the fields, we're supposed to be walking up hills, we're supposed to be looking for animals or gathering vegetables, we're supposed to be doing all these things that our body's designed to do. We're supposed to be in nature. Yeah. And nature is like a medicine. Like it literally is a medicine to you. Like okay. people. people that go, you don't have to go hunting, you don't have to go fishing, just go f- hike, man. Just go hike up to the top of a mountain and look out. You know, there's a reward that you get from that, that is intensely like soul filling. Mm-hmm. There's like something about like when I was in Colorado and there was this, um, this area of Boulder where you drive up one of these roads and there was this area where you could park and it was this incredible view, man. And these people just park and just go out there and just look. But you get there and you park and you go Cause you would see, you're literally seeing the continental divide these snow-capped mountains in July. In July, it's covered with snow. For whatever reason, uh, most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable, but it's so illogical because when you look at comfort and you look at success and progress and the eventual, the feelings of accomplishment and of getting past certain hurdles and in, in terms of like how you feel about life a lot of those are connected to discomfort like discomfort is your friend it really is like discomfort and uh, and not being happy and content with certain situations in life or certain feelings in life they're massive massive motivators and they're they're amazing at, at facilitating change and yet are instinct is to avoid those and just sit on the couch and watch some f- reality show about dudes who make moonshine with our jaw open like Ugh. it's it's bizarre
0: that was a little 20 minute motivational clip from Joe Rogan from the JRE Joe Rogan Experience Podcast now one of the reasons why I chose to put this clip up is because I was looking uh, what this episode was going to be based on, the subject matter, the the topic and such, you know, to share with you guys. I'm trying to, you know, spread a balanced understanding of life information and the real purpose that we're here for. And sometimes it's not easy to do that because either things overlap or the content is not really synchronizing with my message. So, as I was going through, Joe Rogan is always a home run. I was going through, I saw this little clip, and I said, you know what, he hits, I notice he hits all the real major points as far as living a, you know, fulfilled life. And some of those points that he gets into, there are health, diet, exercise, meditation, uh, removing your ego, and just real, you know, becoming, uh, To love or learning to love adversity and 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 resistance, you know. So he really hits on all the major points, and he does it in a style that it's it's uh, amazing. Because Rogan, you know, it's funny. He doesn't kind of show off. He doesn't do verbal acrobatics and you know pull all this terminology out. He'll make a couple of mistakes when he speaks, like I just did now. Um, But He's so organic, and I don't use that in a cliche kind of way, or in a hippie way, but in a way to juxtapose him to what you're getting off everything else, the mainstream media and uh, these other psychobabble uh, motivational speakers, because there's a lot of them out there, like these young entrepreneurs on Instagram with the make billions, not millions type shit his message is really crystal clear, man, and, and he's kind of like one of the few people that I could say that I agree with pretty much, if not 100% of of his message, probably 99%, like to that level, you know. I probably have to say 100%, because the there's really nothing uh, that I hear him say that's wrong, in my estimation, you know. And again, we'll take it back to the ego, because what is so critical to understand is the ego... And attachment are your enemies, okay? And 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 hard work, and resistance, and working hard uh, against this adversity is your friend. Very very plain and simple. And he broke broke it all down in that in that little segment that I put there. You you can sit and listen to some of these motivational uh, sound clips and different things like that. And if you're not in a position if you're still attached to your ego and you're still attached to the fluffy slippers and and the bag of doritos and you know the the two liter coke the message is not going to get through to you because obviously you're not in a position to receive that message so understand that this life again i i I say it over and over again you know we're not here to be bliss bunnies man and to just frolic around in the field of uh you know, gladiolas and, 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 uh, you know, roses, sniffing, you know, sample perfumes and sampling, uh, little cheeses and wine. That's, that's not the purpose of life, man. Now, if you work hard enough and you dedicate yourself and everything like that, those things will come to you naturally. Wh- whatever those things might want to be, whether it's travel, you know, education, true education, not, not that bullshit college bullshit education, scam education, um, you know relationships, marriages. You know whatever, whatever it might be, man. This, this is really the roadmap. The, the, that little speak right there is, is a real concise little roadmap on how to get you where you want to go. Like I said, so many people they, you know, they just seek comfort. They seek comfort. They seek to sit there and play video games all day and and eat and complain about other people and just waste their energy and attach to all of this negative energy, attached to all of the suffering and attached to living a synthetic polyester life, as it were, All right? And they choose to do that. And it's really simple, man. You can either choose fulfillment or choose attachment. And, And pretty much everybody today is choosing that attachment. How many times have you been in a position where somebody goes through a negative event, something happens, a nasty customer service person, or whatever, man, And for the rest of that day and the next day they go on incessantly about how pissed they are how that guy spoke to them or how that widget wasn't the exact one that they were looking for or or, or it was $5 cheaper at Best Buy. They're basically looking for reasons to attach to negative energy and then choosing as a result of, of, of that search for the negative energy as a result of that search when that Thing comes up that gets under their skin comes up, then they go ahead and choose to attach to it, and that compounds over and over again, day by day by day. So when they run out of things to attach to and complain about, they they got to find a new one, because for some reason, and I'm realizing this as I get older, you really need to take great care on what you allow to get inside of your thinking process, because as this as a result of the way we're we're being indoctrinated and and, and the way the society is, people need to have things to, to, to fear and to complain about and you know to attach to because if they if they're not complaining, they're not quote unquote happy. They they're looking for this, they seek it. And the reason they seek it is because they cannot find it within themselves. They cannot find this fulfillment, they cannot find this you know, not bliss, but they cannot find this way to just live life with joy and, 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 and fulfillment and and realization of self and why we're here, you know. Everything has to be how, what late model car do you have and, you know, is my car newer than this other guy's car and how could this person say this to me or how can this guy cut in front of me in the highway. That kind of shit. So like I said, man, you can choose. Your choice is fulfillment or attachment attachment to negative energy. So as I said, Joe was really breaking it down when he got into the health, the diet, the exercise, the meditation. I'm going to add one more to that. And I'm going to say it's as important uh, as meditation, and that's sleep. Now, you need to get eight hours of sleep a day. You can get by with less but it's going to affect your memory, it's going to affect your motivation, it's going to affect your le- levels of energy, it's going to... Because what happens is when you sleep, when you get a good eight hour sleep and you get that good REM sleep with those alpha waves and all that stuff, um, it resets your, your, your brain and it resets your whole thinking process and your whole operating system so that it's purged of all of the garbage. And in the old days, those, uh, those IT guys or computer guys, it was called defrag your hard drive, defragment, you know? I don't want to get into that too much, but that's what it basically does, and it brings you to a base level in, in, in your ability, uh, in your operating system, as it were. It, it it brings you down to a base zero, where you're ready and fresh to start off the day, because you know, it's just the way of nature. Now, meditation is equally as important, and and basically the benefits of each, because people say, well, you know why do I don't have to meditate, I sleep, completely different, completely different. When you go to sleep, you're shutting off, and a lot of you guys know this stuff, but I'm just kind of rehashing this for some people that are not quite aware of it, or whatever, and I'm going by some of the comments that I get, I'll get some questions and stuff, and uh, they're not really clear on what I'm saying, so I'm kind of breaking it down here, I get a lot of questions on that sleep and, and meditation, so... Like I said, when you sleep, you're just defragging your brain, defragmenting your brain and kind of getting it to a base zero where there's no clutter or anything like that. Everything is all lined up and you're ready to go. And you kick out the garbage and reclaim the space that was from the garbage, reclaim that space so that you can utilize it in in your day-to-day processes in the operating system of your thinking and your brain. Now, meditation is different in that you're consciously awake and aware while you're in a state of meditation. So, I don't know if this is clinically correct, but this is the way I see it, and it's, it's pretty much logical. The benefits of meditation are this. When you meditate, you're actually... I hate to keep using the word synchronizing, but what you're doing is meshing those two different parts of your brain, the conscious and the subconscious. So, you're, when you're meditating, you're actually conscious... But you're clearing your mind of all thought processes. So you're able to delve down deeper into that subconscious mind. It's almost like lucid dreaming. That's another one that's really good if you can get to, but it, that's, that's a little bit advanced uh, stuff. Uh, lucid dreaming, which is you're dreaming, but you're aware of your dreaming. So that's really, really a unification of both conscious and subconscious. But meditation will get you there too because it, each one of them has its benefits. And each one of them is equally important. Okay. Now, the, again, the lucid dreaming is, is a different thing if you're able to get there, but I, you know that you can look up on YouTube and there's techniques that you can do. So it comes natural to some people. I'm like a heavy-duty lucid dreamer, and I lucid dream all the time. I choose to lucid dream, and and it goes right through. Not that I'm great or anything like that, but it's just something that uh, something that I've been doing for a long time. So back to the meditation. When you meditate, what inevitably what ends up happening is that you're you're able to reconcile the two different parts of your brain, as far as conscious and and subconscious or unconscious, and it's almost like an antivirus type deal where it purges out all the crap. Kind of like just like a good sleep, but kind of in a different way and at kind of a higher level. Definitely at a higher level. Okay more spiritual level more ta- more uh I don't want to use the word attached I don't like the word attachment more at a supreme level okay better word and just to track back people have no idea or most people have no idea how much of an enemy the ego is you know you you do need ego I mean because if 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 uh, there was no ego nothing not to say that nothing would get done but we'd be probably living in tents and could care less because, you know, that's an extreme where you have absolutely no ego and you just let everything slide by. So obviously there's going to be some degree of ego where you take a little bit of pride in what you do and stuff like that and and you do things to do them right and and you care, okay, as opposed to being egotistical. You take care in your work and care in uh, the results of what you do and the results of your work. But you have to understand that ego is really the enemy in the sense of how it can just... Ego and your subconscious mind can just overtake your whole life and just have you live a completely unfulfilled life, man. You know, you got to be real careful. I know I'm speaking and I'm using all these terms and terminologies. But if if I'm going too fast, if you don't completely understand... You know, replay this episode or go back to some of my o- older episodes where I get into like Carl Jung and Nietzsche and different things like that. I try to hit it all from different angles, so that you can have that 360-degree view of uh, of what life really is all about and understanding it from different aspects and and, and uh, different disciplines, as it were. So, ego is absolutely the uh, enemy. Attachment is the enemy and hard work, and fighting against, not fighting against resistance, but meeting, because you don't, you don't fight anything, you don't compete with anything, the minute you compete, you lose, why? And it says it in the Tao, because you're in a state of competition, right, so you don't compete with anything, what you do, because competition is another form of attachment, right, because you know, if you lose, now you're upset, if you win, you're super happy, when you should just be in that mid, mid, not mid-tier, but that, state where you're not needing all of these external gratifications you know you're just living as it should be you know now again like what i'm saying it it sounds like you know hey you know this do this and you do but slow it down man listen to this episode again if it's not all getting through to you and kind of dissect it and, and and take the little components and process them through because this is really some important stuff right one of the other aspects of it is when Joe was talking about how you need to be good to people uh, without letting them shit on you. Be good to people without becoming a doormat. That's, that's a mouthful right there because in the society, the way it is structured today, a lot of times if you're being really nice to people or really conciliatory and trying to go over the top to really, you know, connect and be nice with your brother man, people detect that as a sign of weakness, and the minute they do that they they want to convert you into a doormat. Now, I'm gonna kinda let you guys into a little secret that I have that I've kinda pretty much lived my whole life. And it really works for me. And and it's like this. You know, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Um and I'm not talking about some guy walking down the street, you know, with you know, with the wrong attitude and everything like that that, you know, that's gonna try to jack your ass and shit like that. But like, you know, just on day to day process you know I'm I'm, I really try to be nice and in addition to being nice I try to be like really nice and conciliatory and you know like that and that's fine and as I get into a working relationship with the person let's say it's on the job or whatever it is you continue to be the best person that you can and what's going to happen is and it, it it happens every single time not with every person but it happens every single time I would probably say half the people out there As you're being really nice to them, you're going to find there's going to be a point where they kind of like start being shitty to you, right? Because they're detecting this niceness as being weakness. So here's where the magic comes in. You observe this, and the minute, you know, they start being shitty, don't snap or don't do anything. Just make that observation. And then once you make that observation, you make the adjustment. Not to be a bad person and not to be nasty to them, But to kind of dial down your quote-unquote niceness to them and, you know, how you try to whatever. And kind of phase them out because this is a person that is toxic, basically. Because they're taking advantage of a person that's trying to be nice to them. And they're living in a world, or the way they base the world is weakness and strength. And they see you as weak, so they want to shit on you. So, what does that mean? Once you kind of get this toxic person out of your life or let's say you have to work with them you you adjust your your the way you deal with them and you become a little more serious and a little less nice once you do that they're going to look like they first of all they're going to be very surprised but what's going to happen within yourself you're not going to feel bad for being that way with them why because they put themselves in that position and you realize that this is a person that you really can't be nice to quote unquote because they're going to try to shit on you and you see the true character right there the true colors Right, For me, I find this to be a really good practice because it enables me to be able to to not feel guilty and not feel bad about, um oh, I was mean to him or why did I... Not that you're going to talk bad to them, but, you know, y- y- you slot them into that... uh Like on your desktop uh, in Windows, you have that little garbage bin, that recycle bin, you kind of put them in that bin and you won't feel bad about it because they, they, they place themselves in that bin as a result of their actions. So... That's just a little inside stuff, the the way I see it. And the beautiful thing is... uh, And it's kind of on a rare occasion when you're super nice to certain people, they're going to be super nice to you. And those are the kind of people that end up being your long-term friends and confidants and people that you can trust as a result of you guys actually having this uh, experience working together and and, and appreciating each other and, and your words and having mutual respect. You know? So... Another thing that Joe touched on, he said that um, you, you, okay, Mm. learn to love resistance, learn to love doing things that hard. You don't truly appreciate relaxation unless you've worked hard. So true. You know, let's say you're out there and you're pouring a concrete slab or whatever it is that you're doing. You're writing a term paper, you are, you know, writing a presentation that you're going to give to a big client, you're going to dig a ditch, whatever it is that you do. You'll find that when you put in a good, hard day's work, you'll sleep like a baby. You'll have the most refreshing and restful sleep ever because, because you earned it. And that's the other key word is where you earned it, you know. I mentioned in one of my other podcasts there's times that I'll be doing some chores and raking leaves or doing whatever in the yard or in the garage working pretty hard. And I'll say to myself, oh man, I'm hungry. I want to get something to eat. So the first thing that I say to myself is, nope, I have to earn my lunch. So let me finish up to this point. Let's say I'm painting a door. When that door is completely painted, then I will, you know, get something to eat or whatever, because I earned it. And and that lunch tastes so much better because you're getting closer to your goal, getting to completing your project, and now you have this great meal that you you just earned, as opposed to just oh, I'm hungry. Let me just eat. Another point Joe touched on was fear. I can, I mean this is amazing this talk because like I said, he hits on all the points fear of failure he got into now again if you're a person that doesn't take chances that doesn't have complete confidence in their ability to do something because you know failure is failure i mean unless if you know you're going to invest a million dollars or 500,000 dollars into a business and it tanks and your money's gone and everything like that that's kind of a different story but When you get more to the micro and, you know, let's say you, you know, you're going to try a new job or you're going to do whatever, whatever the case may be, don't, don't be afraid of failure because if you've done your work and your dedication, you will end up where you need to be in your most evolved position and your most evolved life, but you have to put in the work, right? So don't, don't really be afraid of failure because failure is just the next step away from you getting to success, right? There's no way that, you know, everything that you touch and everything that you do is going to be successful and glittering gold. I mean, you you, you got to put in that hard work. You got to take those reasonable risks. Don't get too crazy with the risks, but reasonable risks so that you can maximize, you know, your your outcome and maximize your life. Now this is a little something I put it in and you have to you have to be aware and I guess I just kinda got into it, but you have to have an awareness of negative people around you and again, do not attach to them. Some people, you know, you don't have a choice, you work with them, but just compartmentalize that little uh aspect of that person, how, you know, they really are um negative energy and like that. So it's somebody that you have to Like I said, compartmentalize in your brain and and, uh, be aware of that negative energy that they're bringing and don't attach to it. And a little something else that I'm going to add to this that's very closely related. That was on one of my, uh, The Superior Man, one of my last podcasts. And that is this. It's like there are people that live their life and they're waiting for a certain moment to come up in their life. Like it might be to get a raise on their job. And they say to themselves, you know, once I get this, you know, $3 raise an hour or whatever it is, once I get this raise, I'm gonna be happy. And and my life is set right there. That's that's my ultimate goal and that's my whole fulfillment, is is that moment that they're waiting for. But what they're not realizing is Every moment in your life is literally that moment. Not to be cliche, because I don't look at things in a material way. I'm not looking for that raise, okay? What I'm looking to do is do the right things, okay? Do my dedication, do my exercises, my health, my my good, clean diet as much as I can. I mean, I'm not perfect. My sleep, again, my meditation, uh, you know, keeping my ego in check, doing my research, my study, good karma, helping people, you know, smiling at people, that's... That's really what it's about as opposed to getting that raise or whatever. Because that moment that you're going to say everything is lined up never comes. So the flips... I know this is this is going to be a little complicated. But the flip side of that waiting for that magical moment where your life is all set... And you guys know what I'm talking about. Waiting for that... Instead of doing that... The flip side is make every moment in your life that. Now it might not make sense to you but... You know process that one because that whole not feeling but that whole position that whole gestalt of saying oh you know i'm i'm happy now it's just it's just how you perceive it in your head okay again choice it's your choice so again, either, either, you know, don't wait for that moment to come in your life. Try, try, make the best effort that you can. I don't like the word try. Make the best effort, ev- because try, is like, I tried, you know, I really try. No, I hate that. Make the best effort that you can to make, and again, it's not going to be every waking moment of your life, but when you find yourself sitting in a position and you're like, you know, you can choose to get depressed or you can choose to be motivated, be aware of that and that how easy it is to slide down into that dark precipice of negativeness and everything like that, waiting for that moment to come because it's never coming. So say to yourself, you know what? I mean, uh, I just have so much gratitude and I'm so grateful and, you know, everything like that, that this is the moment right now. And as you work at that, if you're able to really go at it and do your due diligence, you're going to find them little moments coming in. It's kind of like meditation in the beginning. it's, It's really hard. Because it's like, why am I just sitting here breathing, you know, observing my breath and all that stuff? But like I like I said, you know, you're sitting there trying to meditate and then this uh, little flash of, of, of that space, that meditation space hits you and then it goes away. And you're like, what was that? What was that clarity? What was it? And then you, it kind of hits you again. And the more you meditate, the better you get at it. So it's the same thing with very closely related to that where you're not necessarily waiting for that magical moment to come in your life and you get that 50 cent raise and everything is great or you get accepted to this school or that school and now you know you've made it that's all well and fine but don't don't make that the prime mover because again pretty much that moment never comes even if you're waiting for that moment to come to get into like accepted to a school or whatever when that moment comes you'll feel that for like a day or whatever and then it's gone right Because now your mind is not comfortable being fulfilled. It needs to look for adversity. It needs to look for this negative energy space. And it's the yin and yang. You know, both ends are pulling against the other. So, the flip side of that is instead of waiting for that moment to come, be in the position where you're in that moment. Not that you're going to make the moment happen because you can't force anything, but assume the position of being there where you are that day. You know, one day is going to come. That 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 moment is right now. Again, perfect example. You know, you're sitting on a park bench and you're enjoying a nice pretzel with a little mustard on it. And then your best friend that you haven't heard from calls, you know, five years they call you and you talk to them. And then you kind of... And these are a lot of externals, but I'm just using this as an example. You're sitting there... And the sun hits you at the right angle and there's a little breeze and you get a little hit of a uh, jasmine, you know, scent from, you know, whatever. And you sit there and it's like you're there. You know what I mean? You didn't buy it. It's not, you know, it's not some great thing that you had to get on Amazon or you get a promo. None of that. But for that fleeting moment, you were you were in that position that many people will never get to in their lives honestly you know what i mean a lot of people like i said look at the faces of people as they walk around and talk to them and you'll see it so yeah this is a little bit of a complicated uh thing but make every moment not necessarily every moment but look for points in the day where you're there where you're in that space in life where you are you you're completed and you're fulfilled and you're 100 percent there Is it going to go away? Yes, of course. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, just like meditation. The other point that Joe Rogan hit hard on and really amazing is that he said, "Um, negative people are here to teach you how not to live. I mean, on the surface, yeah, yeah, negative. But, man, that's like exactly what, and that's kind of like what I'm saying. Look at the faces of people, how they interact. The, the negative energy spaces that they're in. The low vibrations that they're in. And learn not to live that way. Plain and simple. You see it. You see it in place. You see how negative this person is. You can see how, you know, they've probably had three divorces and whatever, man. Just living a miserable life. You know, just addicted to drugs. and Yeah, man. Just it, it, something that you really got to reflect on and something that you have to pay, pay, as I like to say, pay very close attention to. Okay, so that was a really great clip, and uh, I want to get into a a little other subject right now, and normally I don't like to talk about politics and such, but I just want to make a couple of observations of what I see happening right now. Uh, I don't like to talk too much about politics, like I said, but I do follow it, because, I mean, it is affecting your life. But what I see happening right now, because so, so many other people talk about politics and stuff like that, I don't want to, like, go down that road because people are going to formulate their own opinions on that. So, what I want to say is this, what I see happening right now is basically a simulated reality, right? Like the Matrix, and you have your villain, and you have your hero, and you have all of your ancillary players, and... and Depending on what side you're on, you know, the villain is Trump and the hero is Biden. I don't know how you would put that label on Biden of hero, but... Or vice versa, you know, your hero is Trump and the bad guy's Biden. And what inevitably ends up, um, what it ends up being right now, the reason I feel that it's simulated reality is that it's impossible for, for the world to be this effed up, man. Like you know, crime, uh, violent crime, murder, let's say in these major cities, it it quadrupled, but you're going to defund the police. Am I a big fan of, you know, the, uh, let me phrase it in a different way. I'm aware of the brutality and all that stuff that police do and everything like that, but you got to really drill down and look at the statistics and look at it from their side and look at it from the side of, not their side, on the opposing side of law enforcement. And each case is very, very distinct and very individual. Again, I don't want to get political with this, but the solution to our problems as minorities or anybody, really, is not to burn down our own cities. It's not to, you know, crowd jump like, you know, ten guys stomping the shit out of one kid or whatever it is. That's not the solution. Burning shit down or, you know, coming up to a restaurant and telling everybody they got to, like, you know, put up put up a fist or... that's That's not really the solution because you're imposing your will... And and your hate and your negative energy on on, on people. Because you're not able to find fulfillment within yourself. So you have to kind of dump it off and project that negativity on other people. That whole Carl Jung shit. That shadow shit. So. What. What they're doing is they're playing us out right now. This is like, kind of like a superhero Batman Marvel Comics movie that's taking place right now. Look at it. Just freaking look at what's taking place right now. Because people don't know whether to shit or go blind. Right? Every day there's a new ter- there's a new terrorism threat. There's a new COVID. There's going to be a third wave of the pandemic. And there's going to be all of these different things. You know, where people right now, they're getting um, staph infections on their face as a result of wearing these masks. Are you sh- are you serious, man? You know, so it's it's so scripted, man. And I'm I, I'm not gonna get into everything point by point because again, I just want to kind of keep it simple and and concise here. But look at it, 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 you know. And then and then you go to CNN. First of all, they just flat out lie, right? Fox News, pretty much. They're all the mainstream media does nothing but lie to you, right? So that they they can basically impose a one world government they want the cognitive dissonance is is amazing because you have so many people that just buy into this bullshit so again pay very close attention man do your research because your currency is your ability to process information and think and critical thinking that is your currency that is your money because that's going to take you where you need to go they once you have it they can never take it away from you you might have a guy with a suitcase of a million dollars he gets robbed and he's done for you get the second guy who has not a suitcase of a million dollars but he's been working hard on knowledge and critical thinking and all these things like that and he he gets robbed or whatever guess what he can rebuild everything again because he's got the knowledge right he's got the toolboxes plural not toolbox but toolboxes in all the different disciplines so Learn to be aware of what your strengths are, man, and what you're good at and what comes naturally to you, and pursue that, man, and see, see, see if that's something that you can actually make a living with or move a little bit closer to the direction that you want to go, and learn as many disciplines as you can, because at some point, they all start interconnecting, and that's when it becomes really interesting, life, you know, because somebody will be telling you about, let's say, uh, cars or something like that, or engines, and then you have knowledge of it because of disciplines that you have in other areas like let's say maybe electronics or you know if it's if it's not cars they might be telling you about uh you know some type of uh river systems or something like that and you you're aware of geology and you know what i'm saying so you have an understanding of it from a different discipline and as you start getting developing the ability to interconnect all of those things interdisciplinary life becomes really interesting and fun. It becomes fun to just sit and think about stuff and and ruminate and stuff like. A lot of times I'll just and I'm not saying I have all this knowledge, but there's times I'll just sit up like when it's time to go to sleep or go to bed. I'll literally sit there for like an hour, hour and a half, and just kind of processing. And not that my brain is racing, but that I'm just kind of trying to interconnect all these different things and kind of taking the, the like a jigsaw puzzle and kind of trying each piece in different positions, creating multiple pu- puzzles from the same piece from the same pieces, you know what I mean, if that makes sense, so, on that note, I'm going to leave it right there, I do want to thank you for listening, and namaste.
2: When the freedom fighters are fighting Cause it is brighter Brighter on the outside outside. Than it is really on the inside. inside So